The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Tonight on an all-new Monsterland, the final cast member in our special four-part Expedition Bigfoot Deep Dive. And did we get caught with our paradilia in our hands? Plus, are reports of a super volcano about to erupt in New England accurate? Or are they just talking about what Ronnie and I do to a mass pike porta potty after four crawlers and a regular... After we hit a donkey run, your mail, all that and more. Let's go, dude. Welcome to a wicked mystery. A paranormal perfect storm known simply as Monsterland. The Monsterland podcast is recorded live in an undisclosed location somewhere in the heart of high strangeness, just outside of Monsterland, Massachusetts. And now, here are your hosts from Travel Channel's Expedition Bigfoot, author-researcher Ronnie LeBlanc, and from History's The Curse of Oak Island Drilling Down, actor-host Maddie Blake. You know, we didn't know this, but last week was our 50th How cool is that? episode, Ronald. This is 51. So this is 51. Much like your birthdays in life 50 comes before you know it yeah because we didn't know it we didn't uh, know. producer dave who happens to be 51 if i may say i don't want to uh, out you with your tinder profile oh my goodness but, uh, you, you Damn are, it. time to change the profile there go all the chicks in the 20s thanks a lot man <laughs> i don't know some chicks like mm-hmm. older men mm-hmm. or so i hear i definitely <laughs> don't have a fake tinder profile what uh ronnie good evening hello how are you good producer dave how are you I am uh, swell. Awesome. Uh, here to, here to uh, absorb your slings and arrows as per usual. Yeah, well, thank you, monsters, for journeying with us for 50 episodes. We've been through a lot in this That's 50 awesome. time, and we hope to get 500 done. Um, but we have a lot on the plate tonight. Russ Akerd from Expedition Bigfoot, our yeah. final guest, because obviously, Ronnie, you're on the show, so we've got you every week, but we've gotten everybody who's on the show, he's the final. Now, he's been yep. on this show before. Correct, when we started teasing the uh, the show. Yep. The show was in the can, as we say in the business, but not announced, so we had to right. be coy during the interview with him. Now we can speak freely. You've only got one more episode. Left. I know. It's kind of sad. Episode 8 kicks in Sunday. It is sad, yep. um, but we have him, a new segment, Who Dis? that I just wrote on the way here, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Monster Mail, all that, and more of the usual madness. You know, speaking of shows, uh, last night as we record this, um, a new Drilling Down special aired. Awesome. About the Blankenship-Nolan feud. Mm. And it was one of my favorite specials we ever did. I always say that. I love them all. But this one was really good, and people on social were really into it. Now, what was the feud about? So, okay, basically, two men arrived on Oak Island very much cut from the same cloth. Yeah. You know, kind of greatest generation types. They're about the same age. Dan was a little older. Dan died at uh, 95. Fred Nolan died at 89. But they both come to the island at about middle age, and they both think to themselves, I'm solving this fucking thing, Mm. right? So So they're competitors, The star La Friendly. Okay. Uh. Nolan Nolan was a surveyor by trade, so he starts surveying the island. Mm -hmm. Long, long story short, at a certain point, the relationship sours. Nolan found out there were lots available that no one realized were available. He bought them for like three grand. Wow. So Blankenship and his people go, wait, that's not valid. You don't own those lots. They went to court, went to court, back and forth. It went to the Canadian Supreme Court at one point. What? They banned Nolan from using the causeway, which is the only way to get to the island is to take a boat over. It was a disaster. Uh, Blankenship showed up with a gun one time. They kept moving each other's fences. There was property fights. It got ugly. Man. Hatfield and McCoy's. Yeah, the greed takes over, right? The singular mission mm. took over, I think. And then there, I think it was less greed and more fear that the other one was going to solve it. Right. Got at it. At that point. You know sure. what I mean? Because at a certain point, I don't know. You know, it's a great question. It's one of the questions that Oak Islands begs is like, do you really believe you're going to pull a huge treasure chest of gold and jewels and sapphires. Right. I don't know. Or something significant. If if it's been hidden, right, it's going to be something worth I, of I major think, value. I think every searcher that spent any <clears throat> time, this is just my opinion, any searcher who spent any long period of time on Oak Island eventually hits the point where they say, all right, if if it's not there, I still got to find out what happened. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. It becomes less about money and more about like, I can't stop now. And mm. this mother, this mother effer ain't going to come in and 
solve it after I've been here for 15 years. Right. You know, that type of attitude. Yeah. So anyway, there was a time in the island where no real searching was done because they were pouring all their money into fighting in court and just fighting each other and where they couldn't go in the island. You can't come here. I can't come here. And they both were wicked smart, wicked industrious, super good at what they did. If they had joined forces, right. we might yeah. not be where we are right now. Yeah. Well, so it's sitting in this stalemate. In come the Laginas, like after all those years of them kind of just sitting on the island's only about a mile, you know, square mile. It's a small place. They lived on either side of it. <laughs> um, you know, that's crazy. Southern and northern, literally southern and northern. As I think about it, parts of the island, they're two houses, like the north wow. and the south, like the Hatfield McCoys. You know, it's really weird. <laughs> and the Laginas come in after these years, and now they're both elderly men, and they say, "Listen, enough." Now. The two sons of those men work yeah. together. I, and Tom Nolan's a great guy. I filmed the thing on his property this season where we we looked at the centerpiece of the stone of the uh, of his the cross that his father found, Nolan's mm. cross. So anyway, I was just texting on the way here with Brian Kano. Who, wait, wait, you're texting and driving? What am I supposed to do? Keep, <laughs> keep my hands at 10 and 2 and cut. I don't know how people do that. Driving with the knees and oh just my God. thumbing away. I do bills. <laughs> I feed my pet and you were forced to drive Uber. <sighs> I knew that would come back to haunt me. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, I watched the show on your network, Ronald. Yeah. And our friend Brian Kano, right. Who did the paranormal investigation with me on Oak Island. Yeah. Is a talking head on that show. And I was saying, congratulations, but here's a weird little thing. Mm. There's a, now, so I've told you Yoko, my wife, is, is Portuguese. She's, yes, you know, yeah. part, part Portuguese. Yeah. She's definitely got the shine. She's got a little mm-hmm. bit of shine. We have watched every single episode of Paranormal caught on camera, all the weird stuff, all the ghostly voices, the EVPs, yeah. the ghostly images, and she loves it and has fun with it. They played one the other day of a woman's voice screaming in a neighborhood in Colombia, and she immediately sat up and goes, turn it off, shut it off. She wanted it off. And we'll play the sound after the interview. How's that for a Dang. Now, Ronald, uh, let's do what we usually do at this time and get right into what's happening in the world of the paranormal. Yeah. The Ronnie Report. What do you got this week, Ronnie? What's happening on the Ronnie Report? Well, you know what? I've actually had quite a few conversations this week with different people from around the country. And, uh, you know, we put out our phone number now so people can reach out to us via the podcast. Yes. Leave voicemails. And I got... Uh, an interesting voicemail that I want to play that I, I got permission to play. Great. Uh, from a gentleman by the name of Nick. And uh, we'll leave his last name out. Okay. Or we'll bleep it out or whatever happens. Unless at a certain point he wants wants to. Yes. You know, who and, knows? You know, right? I talked to him today at some length. But um, okay. this is what I got. This is the call I got. And this is why I kind of called him back. Because I thought it was pretty interesting. Okay. Awesome. I love this technology. Hey, Ronnie. My name is Nick. I live down in Bowie, Maryland area. And I was just listening to your podcast and I really enjoyed your show. Um, But one thing that you said uh, on your podcast about crows really resonated with me today and also infrasound on the show because I've had uh, both experiences happen to me in a swamp area outside of Bowie. Maryland, which has uh, some history uh, of Bigfoot sightings near the wildlife refuge area. Um, and I got really sick uh, for three days and I captured some audio of uh, something grunting, you know, right next to my ear with my cell phone that I captured on audio, but also an experience where crows, a whole swarm of them came out. I couldn't see them, but I could hear them near this swamp area and uh but there's also a lot of tree structures and uh, weird stuff going on in this area that i've been trying to investigate and i've really learned a lot from uh you talking on the show and also watching your television show with the infrasound so i just wanted to let you know um i wouldn't mind sending you the audio of what i caught and also i found some weird reddish hair a uh, big clump of it in the swamp area i don't know what to do with it i can't really afford dna hair sampling but uh i would like to send you an email of uh, some of the data i collected maybe even the audio the weird thing is in this area is nasa usda nsa is all got facilities in this area mm-hmm. I, you know to me i think the government's aware of uh what's going on with bigfoot and also 
check out LNL research the book of Ra and what it says this creature's from the planet Malduck. I don't know if you've ever heard that, but I'd like to get with you and uh, go back and forth. Thanks a lot for everything you do. Uh, you sound a lot like me. I'm a lot like you. Take care. I got to get back to work. Talk to you later. That is a hell of a <clears throat> voicemail. A lot there to unpack, Ronald. And I, I was like, okay, I'm going to process this. He sounds reasonable. Sounds normal, right? So I, I called him up. And this, I get this voicemail. I called him up and chatted with him. Now, when he talks about that growl that he heard on his phone, he describes it as being out with his girlfriend, um, I'm sorry, his roommate and his daughter mm -hmm. out in the woods. He was provoking. He was literally speaking out loud, Bigfoot, come out. I want to have an experience. And what happened next was that he heard footsteps onto the leaves, like two feet walking towards them. They couldn't see anything. Shortly thereafter, these footsteps get, getting closer, still can't see anything, and he hears this roar in his ear. He then says he's sick for three days after this period. Oh, my God. And I was you know, kind of blown away by this. So he was talking about, he believes, infrasound, but he also thinks you know, they're not a mere animal. He's into the paranormal. He's into right. uh, cryptozoology and is kind of seeing there's something kind of going on here. Uh, and I had a similar call earlier this week from a guy from north carolina now when we were in ohio yes. we, we had the orange eyes yep incident experience he has seen two bigfoot type creatures with glowing orange eyes that he describes that were like projecting light like flashlights and i talked to him for at length for 45 minutes he talked about a swampy area <laughs> this gentleman nick that i spoke to talked about a swampy area and he describes, hey, it sounds just like Monsterland, too, like the power lines yep. and the thing, all this other stuff. And yep. so when I talked to this guy, Nick, afterwards, he talked about hearing, he said the wind was crazy and it stopped. Everything went quiet. And then they heard about 75 to 100 crows is what it sounded like huh. going crazy about something in the woods, like moving towards them and the sound of the crows moved towards them. He said, the only thing that was crazy about this, Ronnie, was that I couldn't see any of the crows. There seemed to be some kind of connection with crows and Bigfoot and that they act as some kind of like a spiritual remote viewing drone kind of thing where they can use them. It's interesting. And I'm glad people are reaching out. I think people are understanding that this, again, this podcast is a vehicle for people to share their stories where they feel like, and all, I talked to three different people from one from Florida, North Carolina, and one from Maryland just in these past four days. And they all said, thank God there's someone I can talk to and share. So, and they, and they're willing to kind of talk about that. this to let other people kind I of love come that. forward too. So I love that. that we're, we're doing a we're good a, thing. We're a safe venue. Yes. Correct. I just wrote, as you were talking, a small yeah. list. This is incredible. Since we've been doing this podcast, and it's funny, I just mentioned that we're 51 in. Yeah. In the 51 episodes, here's a small list of things that we, not stories we've heard from books or other podcasts, stories that you and I have experienced and have heard from witnesses that have either contacted this podcast or that we know, witnesses that we know and interviewed. Here's a yeah. list of similarities involving the Bigfoot. You ready mm -hmm. for it? Mm -hmm. A military installment nearby he mentioned nasa or department of defense i think around NSA, his area nsa NASA, yeah okay so we have fort devens and some other, and, and these other places have so some sort of military installation nsa he, or nasa he also described a swampy area like a national uh preserve that is blocked off and weirdly has fenced in and now we have oxbow which is next to fort devens which is similar to that. national preserve yeah. or state forest yeah. which is monsterland correct and many other okay so national forest let's put it all in one group yep. national preserve uh, uh state forest military installation nsa type thing power lines nearby possibly mm -hmm. swampy area mm -hmm. another one we've heard glowing eyes you and i saw them ourselves correct. in ohio you saw them on the show. Other people. Now, this guy, growl, sick, infrasound. I wrote down crows, birds. You had the right. bird whistle. You mentioned crows on this very podcast not long ago. And what do we in have? Relation to Bigfoot. And what do we have in Expedition Bigfoot? The hawk by the nest. That's right. And the bird and, whistles, the weird bird yeah, whistles. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, Russ, one thing My we'll talk God. to him uh, about is uh, the hawk kind of freaked him out with the nest. That was the first for him. And, and we can talk to him about that. And he also had a little bit of a bout of 
what seemed like infrasound that RPG got hit with. And we'll see what he thinks that was. And, and um, Unbelievable. Yeah. Ronnie, that's an incredible voicemail. But if you would like to leave a voicemail just like that, if you have an experience, a comment, or a question, David, tell us how you do. Monsters, you know how much the boys love disembodied voices. So let's hear yours. Man, I took out a shotgun and just scared that little bastard back into the creek. Call 401-400-0965. Rates may apply. Hey, is that legal copy? I don't do legal unless we renegotiate. We talked about this. You guys hear me? Oh, yeah, I guess I can just leave a voicemail. Russ Aker, welcome <laughs> back to Monsterland. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm running a little bit late. Wait, hold it. That was you guys. Yes. <laughs> You're such a... Uh, You're so military. Hi, You're Russ. You're a military guy. <laughs> don't embarrass me. Don't embarrass me on the radio. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Doing good. great. It's, it rained all day, so Did everything's uh, yeah. We're getting moisture, which is good for this area. Yeah. Are you sad that episode eight is is quickly approaching? I don't want it to. I don't want it to happen because that means we actually have to close the have to close the book on season one. Right. And that just breaks my heart. I don't want it to be over. And contractually, I can stop texting you now. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Contractually, I can block you. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I've got so many questions for you as just a fan of the show. Let's start with the thermal image you captured and okay. the way it kind of disappeared. Uh, where do you stand now on what may have happened uh, to whatever that creature was while you were filming it? You know, I, I have to tell you, even today, it, it has me baffled. I, I have no idea where something that hot and that large could go to without a trace. There wasn't a footprint. There wasn't anything. And it was my first time seeing the side-by-side -side comparison when I actually watched that episode. Freaky, man. So I could not believe how big that thing was. Yeah. And the way he described the, the stepping and the movement of the body, it was just, um, it was, for lack of better terms, it was mind-blowing. Just amazing. I don't know where it went. I really don't know where it went. And I certainly don't know where it came from, but the deer that was next to it that came into that area certainly reacted to the presence of whatever it was that was there. And you can't deny that either. It's just, um, uh, your guess is as good as mine and I love a good mystery. So I, I, that's, that's good. I'm good with that. I mean, for, for me seeing that it's a, it's a Sasquatch walking away, right? You can see the arms swinging in that. What else could it be in, in your mind other than that to kind of satisfy looking at the, uh, the, the expert comparison that they did, uh, matching that up, and also the heat signature of this thing? And, and like, w what's your thoughts now on what that could be or could not be out there? Um, best case, it could have been. Yeah, it could have been a Sasquatch. It could have been a Bigfoot. But the thing is, Ronnie, you know me so well to know that um, if I see something like that, I had to have more than just one thing. I need yeah. the footprints. I need, I need more than just that visual. Um, I, I, all my, if I'm going to come forward with some serious evidence, I want backup. I want data. I want scientific proof. And I don't have it with a thermal image. Mm -hmm. I mean, granted it, it looks just like what you say it does. It's, it, it shows, scary. it shows something's there, right? So we, we're, we're confirmed yeah. that, you know, but it's not the smoking gun as Correct. it were. Right. Uh, Russ, right, right. Um, you know, it's funny. I mentioned your military service at the beginning, kind of joking, but I wanted to ask you a question in watching the show. And there was a scene in the right. show. There's a couple of scenes in the show where you're like in pitch blackness. I know the only person with you is a camera guy. You're out there alone and you hear something in the woods and you're moving towards it. And I'm going, here's a guy who was in situations like this uh, with his life on the line, literally in the military. And I'm trying to gauge like how scared you were in that moment. You know, had you ever felt that level of unsureness? Because at least in the military, you know, it's another person, <laughs> but mm. out there, you don't know what the hell you're stumbling upon. Right. I mean, what was your level of fear? I, I, you know, sadly, I hate to say it this way because it's pretty brassy, but I, I wasn't afraid. I, I like to, I want to get close enough to see what's coming at me. And then that split second of how you're going to react to it. Mm. Um, it wasn't fear. My, my, my bigger fear is to walk off the edge of a cliff and, and then know that that free fall is yeah, what's coming gotcha. next. So more you know, practical. That, that's fear, creepy. Yeah. 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 So 
but that um, says the guy that did the repel. Um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the walking in the darkness doesn't bother me. It it really doesn't bother me. Um, I, I uh, and in the military, it's yeah, you're right. You know what's you know what's out there, but still, you want to see what's coming and and see what you can react, um, how you can react to it. But uh, I think I was pretty good. No, I was going to say two of the bravest people I ever met is is you and Doctor Maria. Me. Oh damn! No, it. not you, uh, damn Maddie. It. Not you. <laughs> Sorry, Ronnie. When when you yeah, when you scream because you see a spider, that just kind of takes it. <laughs> it was huge. <laughs> it, was, it was no bigger than a penny. Come on, <clears throat> Russ. How's your day to day life changed given the show? Um, it's it's interesting. Uh, sadly, <laughs> okay. I'm going to confess this, and this is just the funniest thing. You know, you always think, okay, I've been on TV, um, and you, but you don't want to run around telling everybody, hey, do you recognize me? Do you recognize mm-hmm. me? You kind of wait for it and see if anybody ever recognizes <laughs> you, okay? And then when you get that first person to say, hey, don't, you look familiar. Don't I know you from somewhere? You know, that kind of thing. And, yep. and you just kind of have to be, yeah. Um, but you certainly don't carry it around like a sword and say, hey, everybody noticed me. I like to be a lot more subtle about it. Right. But here's, here's my sad, tragic story. I'm at, uh, I'm traveling. And I'm just almost to my hometown here in Kennewick. I stopped, pulled over, ran into a rest stop. I am in the men's washroom washing my hands. And a guy standing at the urinal says, dude, you look familiar. <laughs> oh, bad timing, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was. So my, my yeah, it was kind of anticlimactic. Uh, that first recognition. That's amazing. But it was, yeah, I, I rushed outside. And I said, honey, you're not going to believe it. Somebody, somebody asked me, told me they knew who, they recognized me from the show. And she's looking around the, the area thinking, oh, great. <laughs> we, we were talking yeah. earlier. Um, I had gotten a interesting voicemail and I talked to a gentleman who had some experiences out in Maryland recently this past summer, um, out doing Bigfoot research and having some interesting interaction with crows and some strangeness there. And I know that with you uh, finding the nest and, and the, the, the hawk, talk about that experience and what, because I remember you were saying like, they're just so odd to me that this is here next to the nest kind of untouched. What, what, what was going through your mind when you saw that, when you walked up to that? The nest in itself was definitely amazing. Um, seeing that because it had something put it together. It wasn't me. It wasn't my camera guy. It was, you know, you, there's no way anybody could have, you know, gone on the 60 square miles and said, I think Russ is going to turn this way. So we're going to build this nest and wait for him to walk into yeah, it. That'd yeah. be a lot of work because I am, I'm like an unguided missile when it comes to the mountains. I go where I want to go. And the camera guy was just amazing because no matter, he said, well, we got to make our way to these cliffs, but I see something to the right. And I'm thinking, no, this is, this is deeper, darker, scarier forest. Let's go check this out. This is in my terms where something would go to hide running across that nest. Just great, great piece of whatever it was. It wasn't your typical bird nest. Uh, like what they say, a gorilla's nest is flat on the ground and it looks like a, a, a giant big bird bird nest. But it was a, um, you know, it had an overhang on it, something like you and I would would get in out of the elements with. The problem is a man would have chopped that up with an axe and there would have been chop marks and cut marks. This thing was assembled by hand and and pulled off the tree by hand. So that that was remarkable for me. But seeing the hawk six feet away, and the thing was, is when I got there, I actually kneeled and stuck my head inside that that, uh, opening just to kind of take a whiff of it. And it stunk to high heaven inside there. Wow. And yeah. And I, and I really believe that whatever made that nest purposely used the pine to mask that smell because yeah. it, you know, it, it, it did have a, when I had gotten to it with Maria, it definitely had this a little bit, but not as strong as that you had mentioned. It was almost like something had just bedded down like hours before. Right. And the hawk, let's, let's talk about the hawk. That was, um, it wasn't pulled apart. The odds of a full body to hawk, uh, if something dies, generally the, the wilderness will start pulling it apart and getting the meat and that sort of thing. Food is food to, to any, any animal. Hmm. This thing was completely intact, untouched and just laying there. And I'm sitting there thinking, 
what the fuck is going on? Mm. Come on, guys. That was that good. Was, that was yeah. right there. Was, <laughs> I'm just pissed I didn't say it. I'm mad I didn't say it. That's <laughs> no, why. I didn't. Well, we're going to edit in laughter <laughs> yeah. after that. No, my steam. Oh, oh. <laughs> Damn it, Matty. Yeah. Come on. Where's your fastball? <laughs> Wow. I was hoping producer oh, Dave hurt. was going to throw hurt. out crickets after that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he'll, he'll add those in later, I'm sure. And he'll, he'll probably add a nice long silence in there, too. Yeah, add the silence. It was, what the fuck is going on? There they are. <laughs> Well, like, I know how uh, practical you are, Russ. Like, I know, you, you know, we keep saying that Dr. Mayer is so practical, but you are the same way. You know, you you need proof. You're a proof guy. You're not a woo-woo Bigfoot guy. Um, so, like, what in your mind as a hunter and as a outdoorsman that you are, like, when you do see that, like, what could possibly explain something like that? Um, the most far-fetched thing I can think of is a hawk was flying by and said, holy crap, there's a nest, had a heart attack and died. <laughs> wow i mean that is crazy yeah i mean it's almost <laughs> less crazy than it was yeah <laughs> producer dave's on his game tonight damn he's good oh man he's he's on it um i i, I can't i i don't know um the only thing i could think of is whatever built the nest it could be that um you know i i don't know what would make a hawk completely intact just drop dead in the forest either mm. that's highly unusual mm. it's usually something will kill it for something infrasound you know, sit on a limb, i think uh, pardon infrasound maybe knock it out of the sky i, I, I don't i don't know well the, this thing was wings collapsed right like yeah. straight out just just there so oh, what so odd i i mean yeah it's generally something will kill the birds generally they don't just tip over and die <sighs> so um that one, I just have to chalk up to very, very strange and no idea. It was it was a great find, though. It was really interesting. Um, Russ, like one of my favorite memories of the last few years is the weekend we spent in Ohio together as a little unit, and we got to do a little big footing out in the woods a little bit. Um, and, and I remember just sitting around a fire with you and, and the team, and uh, that night meant so much to me. It was so fun on a personal and, and professional level. But I remember you and I, it was it was fun because you, the show, like we said, was in the can and we were talking about television and stuff. What's been the most surprising element to you of doing a TV show? You're, you know, you're not a TV guy. You don't come from that world. And now you've done one. You've got a season under your belt. What was the biggest surprise to you this whole journey? Quite frankly, it's the people that just come out of the woodwork. And you don't realize when, when I work in a very, very professional environment and I don't, um, as much of a cut up as I am on just normal, I don't really run around telling everybody, Hey everybody, I'm a Bigfoot hunter. Hey everybody, I do this. Right. Um, you kind of keep that to yourself, but once they see you on TV, it's astonishing how many people you work with will come out of the woodwork to include corporate level people saying, Hey, you know, my grandpa had this story and that is the biggest, um, joy actually is hearing some of these things where people were very, very standoffish and wouldn't discuss it. Now they know that there's this one guy on site that you can just walk up and talk to freely about it and not be um, judged for it. So that's been really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that's um, pretty that's awesome. Been a great surprise. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was going to just mention about the IBC, which is we're so excited to be a part of that and coming up and you've added some more speakers to the mix and I would love to get uh, a shout out for you for the conference, man, because this is going to be a, a big one. This conference is over Labor Day weekend in Kennewick, Washington, and it's called the International Bigfoot Conference. You can find it on internationalbigfootconference.com. You can find it on Facebook. You can, we're, we're actually trying to, in fact, I, I know uh, these guys, Ronnie and Maddie, these guys are going to actually start blasting it on their mm-hmm. social media as well. Mm-hmm. This year, we're going to have everybody there because it's not a reunion for Expedition Bigfoot. It's the fact that Dr. Maria is an author and a, just an amazing speaker. Right. Ronnie, you are an author, a third book, um, great speaker, a researcher. So there's there's something to really you have to offer. I'm going to be there, not because I did anything great, because I'm putting the dang thing on. So I have to be there. Um, I've invited RPG to come and speak because he has some base awesome. knowledge and it's going to give him a chance. Um, Bryce from the show, he will also be there doing a podcast on on the, on the show and, and being part of it. Bryce is bringing a guy named Michael McMillan from the show. Uh, you've seen him in True Blood and a couple of others. Um, 
Vincent Vargas, Rocco from the Mayans MC. Awesome. Jim Vieira from the History Channel. Uh, He's done so much on the Search for Lost Giants. Amazing. One of the most amazing speakers. He's the one guy I'm going to stop and listen to because his story has just really got a good grip on me. Mm. But the people that are going to hit that stage are all um, serious researchers. The Olympic Project's going to be there. There's Dr. Jeff Meldrum will be there. That's the guy that we actually had on the show. Yeah, that's right. So what a great venue to get to meet all these people that you might not have gotten to meet. There's your chance. If you want to see everybody in the same room, because I don't see um, Meldrum, Dr. Morea, um, Ronnie, Russ, Bryce, RPG. I don't see everybody in the same room ever again. I don't see that ever really happening. It's going to be very difficult to get us all together. You also added Travis Walton just recently. If- just added, you're right. Um, Travis Walton from the fire in the sky. What? Um, the, yeah. The, yeah. So great. The Travis Walton will be there. Oh Incredible. my God. I've always wanted to meet him. That's fantastic. He, is, he, he, he just, he very, very serious and dry, but he is one of the funniest guys I've known. Really? Oh my gosh. Yes. He's hysterical. And he can play the guitar too, man. He's a pretty decent musician. Yeah. He's, yep. Yep. That's what I heard. I've never heard him play the guitar, but I've heard, I've heard he's quite good. Dr. Rebecca Foster. Dr. Rebecca Foster will be there. There's more. I know there's more. Well, I know you got uh, um, Ohio Night Stalkers. I don't know if they're speaking, but I know they're going to be there, right? Right. The Ohio Night Stalkers are actually, they were speakers last year. They've got some great, great uh, vocalizations and sounds that they're going to, they have. With so many people, so many guests, so many speakers, you you would think you would need someone to kind of like, I don't know, like, MC it it or just kind of guide people through it or, you know, I'll think of someone for you. Hmm. (laughs) You you know, there is, there is somebody that I actually want um, Mm -hmm. and and I talked to him and he's Mm -hmm. agreed to do it. Mm -hmm. But since I am really not that good in front of a big crowd, I have the perfect MC for the job. There's going to be an MC that's actually going to be able to introduce all the speakers. And if there's a dry spot, this MC will be able to take the, take the reins and keep the, the crowd engaged and stuff. And that is the one and only producer Dave Oak Island. <laughs> thank you, thank you, oh. <laughs> Sebastian Maniscalco. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, you know if Russ could get Sebastian, I'd be gone. <laughs> yeah, you do the thing. Um, the the follow up from all the Curse of Oak Island. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Just don't recognize yeah. me in a men's room, please, Russ. <laughs> I, Hey, you look familiar. Let me shake your hand. I get Wash people them. all the time that think they went to high school with me. That's the big one. They go, did we go to school there together? I go, no. <laughs> Russ, you have a heart out at eight, so we'll let you go. We'll plug the hell out of this thing. Um, For sure. And I can't wait. This is going to be just be a lot like of fun. Bigfoot camp. I can't yeah. wait to see you again. And actually, I want to ask you this now, because I'll put you on the spot, because you're actually you know on the air here. After the event, I was hoping to stay a few extra days, you know, of course at my own expense, I've, I've always wanted to do a, a crash course in like outdoor survival. Oh, could I do a couple of days with you where you kind of just show me the ropes of that type of stuff that I would absolutely love doing that. Really? That'd be great. Yeah. You're not like so, flying before, to Bermuda we, the next day or something. No, actually, before we do that, I might actually, so uh, Ronnie and I have been talking about me coming back east to do a little bit of research back there. Yes. If that yeah. happens, we'll get our time Done. there in your local environment with your, Done. you know, with the growth around you. Yeah. Love it. I would love that. Oh, yeah. awesome That's something. I've, as a matter of fact, my wife was asking me what I want to do with my 50th. And I was like, I've always wanted to do one of those survivalist things. And then I'm like, wait a second. I know Russ. Yeah. <laughs> He's the man for that. For sure. <laughs> that would be great. You're the best, man. We That's love you. We are yeah. so happy for your success. Um, I'm so glad we met you and um, we'll just, we'll keep doing this thing, man. We'll keep spreading the the gospel. Hey, I appreciate it guys. Thanks so much. Uh, Ronnie, Maddie, giving me your time. Um, Can't put a value on that. That's just amazing. Thank you for your time guys. Yes. Monsters, please use our voicemail. You can make them anonymous. You don't have to say your last name. You can just tell us your stories and we'll play them on the air. If you want to say your name, fine. Definitely uh, try to say where you're calling from. Yeah. And you can use code names. That'd be kind of fun. Yes. Use a code name. I like that. Farts McGillicully. Wow. (laughs) 
<laughs> you look cutty. All right, let's do our new game Ooh. that I teased earlier. Can't oh, and I wait. also don't let me forget I have to play the sound of the paranormal kind of camera, which we'll do in a second. Okay. But here's our new game, everybody, in which we scour social media for any post that might have to do with the paranormal in a Ooh. new segment we like to call. I'm for this week's para post 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 post. Uh, pardon me. What was that? <laughs> Let me try it again. Was that this? What was that? That's our new imaging. <laughs> Wait, what was Time that? For this week's para post 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 post. Did you smoke like a pack of cigarettes before <laughs> you not, did it's that? Our, it's our voice. It's our mystery voice man. That doesn't it's, sound so mysterious to me. The new segment <laughs> is called. Parapost. Time for this week's parapost. Post. 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 <laughs> I, I, did, I, did, I, did, I didn't. I didn't even know how to bait it out. You so do I, realize I just, we I have just, a producer <laughs> that can make this shit, right? Like he can. He can. Why would I do that? Uh, why would it's I? It's make- producing. That's what it is. Yeah. I, d- I didn't even know how to fade it, so I just say post. Post. <laughs> You started no, you did it. Walking yes. away from the microphone. No, no, no you did it. That's how you did it. Listen, it's just me. No, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. No. Yep. Wait. Time for this week's para post post post. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> You know what the true mystery is? The uh, true paranormal mystery is how the hell we have this show. That's incredible. <laughs> okay, this week's parapost comes from our good friend, Bryce Johnson. Ah, nice. Now we do have some cool music for oh, this. Oh, great, right? for parapost? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Post and delete. See, now that, that is dope right there. It's David, what did I tell you about hip-hop on this show? <laughs> more of it. Less hip, more hop. I don't know. <laughs> if it's not, you that, know, I like this one. This Nashville oh. country alt rock. I don't know what to do. <laughs> what is this rap? Post and delete. Now, is that the name of the rap duo or the song? Post and delete. <laughs> That's the name of the song. Okay. Maddie likes both kinds of music: the Black Crows and whatever the new Robinson Brothers band is. All That's of, right, all, both of them. Both I am them. wide yeah. open. Uh, My musical tastes run the gamut between the Robinson Brothers and the Black Crows and the Robinson <laughs> Brothers in their separate band. Okay. Bryce Johnson tweeted this. Yeah. Kinda fascinated by this, and Ooh. we will we will link to this tweet. I actually, uh, I shared it first, right? and then he shared it. Oh, so, this is from you. Yeah. All right, from our own yeah. Ronnie LeBlanc. Yeah. No, All right. <laughs> Tom DeLonge, you know who he is. We only got to go through it again. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, and you're a new listener to Mossland, look up Tom DeLonge. If you're just getting into the paranormal, look him up. You'll see. You'll find me on the internet in a search. Mom, I'm going to look for myself and see what the Google says about me. What? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Maddie really sucks as a producer. <laughs> Why doesn't he let producer Dave make the stings? He's, he's a, like a, 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 a history.com colleague of yours now, Tom DeLong. That's right. Right? Because yes. he has the other show on the unidentified And, 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 and Bill Shatner. <laughs> we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. <clears throat> Tom DeLong. On Insta, via Ronnie LeBlanc, via Bryce Johnson, <laughs> has a picture of a very eerie. I'm going to show it to you guys, and we will post to this. Look at this, Dave. Uh, Dave, look at that picture. Mm. Okay. It's a ghostly image. It almost looks like a Virgin Virgin Mary picture like, to yeah, me. And it's like a light being. It's like a light being. It, yeah. it looks like a photo negative of a person glowing. Mm-hmm. Almost When wearing, you first showed it to me, I, I thought that that is uh, poster for a horror movie it's you, freaky. All, you, all you gotta yes. do is put a title over it's it. like, freaky that's, as hell man yeah, that's how creepy it looks. now here's the story supposedly of this picture in the early 1950s can i get a little post and delete <laughs> in the early i just want to add oh, a spooky oh. atmosphere to this in the early 50s a man was claiming to have regular visits from quote spacemen that were the same entities portrayed in the bible as quote angels he said they had outposts in our solar system and had connections to Atlantis and Lemuria. Yep, yep. He took... Is that Dr. Lemuria from Expedition Bigfoot? <laughs> what? <laughs> he took many photos 
But many were overexposed because of the propulsion field of the craft, and they weren't clear. A man in 2017, years later, wanted to make a 3D animation of these craft and asked to borrow the photos and negatives from the 1950s to create the animation. Upon digital enhancement in a black negative, this figure appeared. This is what people describe as, quote, the tall whites or the Atlanteans or the angels of the Bible. They glow. The Nordics. They can almost look translucent if they are surrounded by a force field. But really, they walk around on earth, quote, just like men, as the Bible texts describe. It's, you know, aliens, angels, are they the same kind of thing? Because I had no one. Okay, so I looked at that photo. And what I... What popped in my mind and what it reminded me of is when I had that white being kind of appear in the doorway yes. of my house. It, that's kind of like what I felt would have emerged if that thing stuck around. I have an alternate take on this. Mm-hmm. What if it's yes and? What mm-hmm. if it's not? No. What if it's not? Aliens are what they called angels in the Bible. Yeah. But what if there are angels and aliens? And what if sometimes aliens pose as angels, angels or sure. the Virgin Mary or sure. whoever to trick people hmm, with their alien agenda? Not saying that's the case. Nobody knows, but it's a possibility. Uh, yeah, big time. I love trying to have a serious philosophical debate with post and delete playing in the background. <laughs> yeah, bitch! <laughs> you spill a drink on my foot? <laughs> I just watched the Aaron Hernandez documentary. <laughs> that documentary made oh, me... Oh, I watched it. it was I insane. was in a fucking rage the whole time. It was insane. I hated it. I mean, it was well done. Yeah. But I just hated everyone in it. I hated the lawyers. I hated him. I hated his wife. Like every, mm. The whole thing was just like, ugh, I want to take a four-hour shower. And then the director, at the, the, the excuse me, the, the uh, lawyer... It's like joking around. He's like, <laughs> Aaron was uh, very sad. But then he walked in and the girl said, he's gorgeous. <laughs> I said, let's get more jerseys. I think he's gorgeous. I'm like, yeah, he's a killer. Sad. Just little boy and then ending up t- to be a freaking murderer. Oh, my God. Everyone in that. And then and she's like, it's just the whole thing was gross. Yeah. Dave, Producer Dave, you're a huge Boston sports fan. Certainly. What did you think of that documentary? I haven't seen it. Uh, and the reason why is I listened to the Globes podcast. Because I'm a podcast guy, Maddie. If you, you didn't are know, here at pod 617com You should do a podcast. Studios. You'd be really good. Yeah, I'd start do. a company. And then if someone did a podcast, you could produce the little segments. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Uh, I need to get a day job. <laughs> that's what you need. And leave me alone. No, but so, yeah, I mean, um, I, I'm told the documentary is pretty close in content to the podcast. I don't know. It, like you said. Oh, because you listened to the, the podcast. Boston Globe did a podcast called Gladiator, which was exact same subject. Just the, the, the arc, the story arc of Aaron Hernandez, the tragedy, everything. And so somebody told me that if you if you listen to that, you're probably not going to learn too much. But but. It, and and also, sort of to your point, I don't know if I need any more Aaron Hernandez Ugh. in my brain. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, Ugh. yeah. And then even like, who's that guy, Jerome Wiggins? What's his name? Uh, the big former yeah, Patriots. Wiggins. Yeah, Wiggins. Wiggins. Wiggins yeah. He on the says radio, the yeah. most like obvious. You know, he just. I don't. Like, why is he a talking head on this? Yeah. He's like, he probably did it, but maybe he didn't. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and he's like, if he's got CT, that's no excuse for murdering people. I'm like, oh really? <laughs> Thanks for the hard hitting analysis. <laughs> but the worst part was when they played like clips. Like the most, the part that made me the most angry is when they played clips. I actually saved a couple clips of Hernandez. Here we go. This is like disturbing. Like those, they had the jailhouse calls and stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. this. This this made me so angry. For this week's There was the first edition of Parapost. I think it was successful. Oh, yeah. I think it was very successful. Uh, whoa. Do you have a train? Look at it. Oh, no. Post we have, we, oh, we what? have an, what is okay, happening over we here? Have, we have an equipment failure. What is, what is happening over here? Ron, he just ripped the microphone. He just ripped the microphone off the desk. You are, you are very jacked. You know that? You're very strong. Oh, Sometimes God, I don't know my own strength, but that's a little weird. Is this turning into the Aaron Hernandez documentary right now? <laughs> very jacked. Time for this week's para post, 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 post. <laughs> All right, uh, and we're back. All right. We're back. Uh, okay. 
Let's do Monster Mail and get the hell out of here. Dave, right. has, a, Dave has a hard out. Oh, Dave, we're already taking you too long. Let's do Monster Mail. <laughs> yeah, post and delete that shit. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm you, known for my hip-hop cred. You can <laughs> You can explain to my uh, girlfriend while I'm late tonight. Damn okay? it! As, uh, as you do Monster Mail. Now it's time for Monster Mail. All right, Ronnie, we'll go through these quick. We got a bunch okay. of them. Um, let's see here. Follow up to your trail cam picture from oh, last week. Yes, the blue yes. steel, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people mm-hmm. commenting on that. Derek kind of looks like he got caught peeing on a tree, Ronnie. Just saying. <laughs> no, Derek! <laughs> Ring it! Ring it! <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny, Derek. <laughs> Rick H., uh, I see what you're talking about, but I'm pretty sure it's just a low-hanging branch full of leaves from that tree. I'm calling Falcon. Mm-hmm. Jocelyn Pals. In this episode, I believe there was a fast shot of him. And in the background, you can see what looks like a man back by the trees and no one paying attention. It's a fast pick as they move to show this guy our nest area. It's like, here's the object in background on left and this guy up close. Wish I could rewind and slow down. You can, Jocelyn, uh, to see if it was just a camera guy or what. So she believes, and if you hadn't, if you didn't listen last week, go back and listen. There was a picture of Ronnie from yeah. Expedition Bigfoot and people thought they saw something. And it's not a cameraman, but there is something interesting right. in there. Yeah. Now here's a little aside. Bryce yeah. Johnson, a fan of... Now, no one was listening to our podcast, probably, who listens to his. Maybe a couple, but this guy wasn't. He goes, Bryce, and he takes a screen grab. And he did a, posted it on And a, he sees another figure huh? in another scene from Finding Bigfoot. Oh, yes, yes, right? yes. I, and I've people seen start, this. People start chiming in, going, like, yeah, yeah I'm, I think I'm seeing things, you guys, in the back. I've, I saw, so people are watching Expedition Bigfoot and then thinking they're seeing creatures standing yeah. in the background. And which, it, and Shots that are not supposed to be a Bigfoot. And anything. I think that one was one of the camera guys. It looked to me, yeah. I actually commented on it because I saw what they call a, it's not my expression, animal people, don't freak out on me. It's called like a dead cat. It's it's a big, it's that big furry thing you see on the end Microphone. of boom mics. Yeah. Right. And it looks to me like a guy standing by a tree holding one of those. So I think it's a, one of your sound guys. Well, probably, who's probably holding the camera. Or maybe a camera. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. Um, Dallas says, I mentioned this very thing a few days ago. I've seen this. Excuse me. Uh, Dallas says, I've seen others in the background of this show. I'm glad I ain't the only one. So people are seeing things, Ronnie, on Expedition Bigfoot. And and some people don't like the fact that you, you know, start, oh, look at, there's a face here. There's what's, what's going on. Uh, and but some people are seeing some interesting things. There was a Les Stroud episode when he did the whole Survivor Man Bigfoot. And someone had did a still frame where it looked like there was a Bigfoot type creature in the trees, like high up, Jeez. like standing there. Well, so. that's what they supposedly do. They supposedly yeah. watch us. So yeah, if you're doing a show about them, it makes sense. They, they, uh, Barbara says, looks like he's bending down and throwing a bowling ball. Jeff Meyer simply sent a gif of blue steel of uh, <laughs> what's his face walking, doing the blue steel in the mining outfit. Zoolander. Thank you. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Thank you. Okay. The super volcano story that someone posted mm. saying that there is a super volcano underneath the ground brewing in Massachusetts and might explode and shock everyone. I don't know how credible this story is. I read the one link to the Fox article, the local Fox affiliate. So supposedly, basically, scientists say they, they, they have indications that there's a super volcano in New England underneath like the Massachusetts, like New Hampshire border. Um, well, where Expedition Bigfoot was was filmed in Central Oregon, there's a series of lava tubes from previous volcanoes that ooh. had formed, ooh. and so there's a belief that Bigfoots are actually kind of navigating through these through lava tubes. Lava tubes. Mm. So maybe what if there's some of those on the East Coast that they could be using back and forth? Well, it would explain why they disappear so quick. Yeah. Uh, David Higgins says, "I just bought a new car. If it blows and melts my car, yep, my luck sucks." Aaron says, uh, hopefully I'm not reincarnated in this area millions of years from now. Our good friend John Wilkes says, great, as if I don't have enough to worry about. <laughs> Jocelyn says, maybe it's connected to the one at Yellowstone. That would be a long oh, tube. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, only worry if you're here in 50 million years, says Carolyn. So uh, if there is a super volcano, it looks like it's going to take a very long time. Yeah, to, some time uh, to right. uh, and let's see. We also got some monster mail about general Bigfoot talk and about last week's edition of Expedition Bigfoot. Gary says, Bigfoot do exist. They have been here since the beginning of time. Maybe they are the missing link. Mm, Definitely one of the theories, for sure. 
John says, too funny. I could listen to you guys talk about the phone book. Old age reference. Thank you, John. That's John Ledger. Uh, Jocelyn says, hope we see, Ronnie, do we see if the burr got placed or not? I don't know if that's a spoiler alert or does, or do we not find out? You placed a, I thought it was very ingenious, on the show, Expedition Bigfoot, you place a burr where you believed it would get caught in the Bigfoot's fur. Does that pay off? Do we know if that happens? We'll have to see. Ooh. We'll have to see. <laughs> I can tell you one thing. You take my dog Rocky for a walk, he's coming back with about fucking 500 spurs. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, it's They're annoying. Amazing, yeah. Oh, every time I take him for a walk, I end up cutting his hair because he gets these spurs. Great story, Maddie. Okay. <laughs> Michael, uh, did you find Bigfoot yet? Be careful. Spoiler alert, Ronnie. Do we find him? You'll have to wait and see. You believe you already did with that video. We oh, have. man. There's your monster mail. Monsters, want to thank you because we are getting big numbers, uh, a lot of new listeners, and we're getting a lot of mail now, and we want to keep it coming. We want to double it. So reach out to us on our socials at... Monsterland Pod on all the social medias. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yep. Just comment, send us messages. We told you the voicemail earlier. Go back and listen to that number. You can call us, leave us messages. Um, you can send us videos too if you take yes. a video and, yes. and send it via messenger um, and, and post it. And again, we can keep your identity anonymous if you like. If you want to reveal who you are, great. And we're just going to ask you one favor. If you're a fan of this show, if you've been with us from the beginning, uh, or if you're new, we could use some reviews on yes. iTunes. That that you know, you, if you listen to podcasts, you know that the hosts always say, "Please rate, rate review, and review." Share. And I guess it really does help with the algorithm of iTunes. And uh, we don't charge Apple for this. podcast, Maddie. I'm so, oh, oh, I'm sorry. That's I'm sorry, what I'm it's sorry. called. Yes. Apple podcast. iTunes yeah. is officially dead. I am so sorry. In the digital uh, world, Apple podcast. I'm sorry. And we, uh, we, 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 we don't charge for it. So <laughs> Why am I talking like my accountant? I don't know. Just send the numbers and we'll work out the numbers. <laughs> so just get on to Apple Podcasts, please, and write a little review for us. Positive, negative, doesn't even really matter. Yeah, and we're on Spotify, <clears throat> iHeartMedia. We're all yeah. over. We did get a negative review. Some guy said, I, I, he's like, this Maddie Blake is so-called expert. When have I ever called myself an expert in anything? And tell Stiz to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, please send us a review. It really does help. We love you, monsters. Um, I teased sound of a spooky thing played on Paranormal Caught on Camera. Mm. Travel Channel. We're going to hold that off till next week. Yeah. Because when I hear my, my rap... I just got to. I got to get to the club, Ronnie. You know what? You know me. I got to get to all the club. I'm, all I'm thinking is ectoplasm, right? Because oh, <laughs> that's coming I, too. Yo, yo. Oh. When I post and delete, I'm spraying ectoplasm all over the club. All over the club. Wow, that took a damn really bad turn. Make it all right, stop. let's let's Make leave. It stop. For Ronnie LeBlanc, for producer Dave, I'm Maddie Blake. As always, monsters. Until next week in our special episode about remote viewing. Stay monstrous. So do y'all already know? Cause the young man is so much champagne. Sibin swimming in a race. She act like I'm a chauffeur. She wanna stand in our base. Yeah, tryna be part of that way. Come and sit, come and sit. No, Derek!